In this episode, does size matter? Well, I've been told it's the most. I mean, no, that's not what you're talking about, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Join our adventure party as we delve into the social and cultural aspects of our favorite game, all while enlightening our taste buds with a random craft beer. So crack open your favorite bardic inspiration and roll initiative with us of Dice and Brews. Okay, I'm not, I'm allergic to bananas, so I can't be your banana buddy. No, no, hold on, hold on. To, to repeat the conversation, um, I think it's more. We're fun talking if we about don't give them bananas. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about bananas cleansing the palate. Yeah, but I'm allergic to them. So right, right. So you said there's like two epipens in your car, and I said, well, you haven't seen the new Crudes movie. I haven't seen any of the so Crudes. So you can't movies. be my banana bro. No, I can't. You so, never saw first Crudes. No. So here's the thing. So like, we need to, we need what we need to do is show night? no show him how to take a picture with the Crudes away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'll like that. He might need two empty pictures. But here's the thing. Like, okay, so so in the nudes Crudes movie, like just for instance, like dude, my daughter is obsessed in the with nudes Crudes. The, the nudes Crudes. <laughs> oh jeez, nudes. <laughs> Yeah. My daughter, we got the early access. This is to a the blooper cruise. reel, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, we got the early access to the cruise, the new cruise, the new cruise, the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> That's this Nick is, Cage, right? Isn't that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. So anyway. my daughter has requested so that we spend, good at. we spend, like she wants to watch this movie all the time. And Prime Video allows you to rent a movie for 48 hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you literally, it was just 48 hours. I movie like fucking three times. You oh should have just bought God. it at that point. You can't. They don't give you the option. What the heck? They know. They know the three-year-olds are monopolizing the living room. And they demand that you spend $19.99 per rent. Don't you, don't you got cable? Yeah, but they don't give you fucking the crude's new age on a fucking cable, man. Come on. You can buy a new movie. On you not can buy not on early access. Yeah, oh, this is the okay. this is the whole like, hey, sorry, theaters aren't open, but we still want to make yeah. money off of and you. We're gonna <laughs> I watched I watched the 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 new Wonder Woman on HBO Max. He just mouth <laughs> he just mouth <laughs> not good. So if we're ever gonna himself, I haven't watched it. Yet. I haven't watched it either, but I haven't watched any of the one. I don't no, like DC the, movies. The first Wonder You're Woman trash. I thought was actually really good. I liked. I, I like. I was really entertained by the first wonder woman dc comics not the second one dc video games movies animation the best way better than marvel in my opinion but then when it comes to like real live action oh my gosh i don't know what is going on amazing the fucking comments with that statement right there yeah well we're here to make divisive statements batman versus superman amazing i'll agree with that i I like that you put you put superman in cuffs in a movie that he can totally break out of at any time and but he make him get arrested a i thought mm, story wise that was epic. epic hey hold on if superman was a D character like if you were playing superman you'd have D- to put him in the hold on. pantheon <laughs> as as your D character let's say that you were playing superman at that point how would you play it out well first my setting would be somewhere where Me kryptonite percent. was 
very readily available to the point where everybody was basically well, a human. I, you're just a player. You're not. <laughs> no. So if, if so if, oh. if I was playing as Superman in that exact same world setting mm-hmm. where I, you are a god, essentially. Me personally, I would paladin like, sorcerer. I, if, I'm Hex not even talk- warlock. <laughs> <laughs> are you talking class or just what would you do no, in no, that no. situation? Let, 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 let's just um, context straight across. You're in a campaign. Your character is Superman at that point, or the equivalent of Superman in that D and D campaign. I'd play it exactly the way the movie played out. Really? Yeah. I, lawful, I, I would like, you call it lawful good? I well, like, he's the epitome of lawful good. That's his I like downfall. To, I like to play the good. I've I, side side note here is I've We're always already on the side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We started on a side quest I, today. Every I don't know what it is, but I think in the, like the past like fifteen years, I've seen a huge push for people really loving like. Darth Vader, the Joker, like the bad guys get all the attention and everybody really loves the bad guys and make fun of the good guys. Like Luke Skywalker's a little bitch and fucking fuck Batman and Superman's stupid. He just sticks to the stupid code. Like, no, the... Those are the good guys. Like I, I still idolize the good guys. I think the reason that people are moving towards the bad guys is because because they play good guys in real life. Maybe. I mean, well, I'm talking about the people, not the characters. Yeah, okay. I, because they're trained that they have to be the good guy or the epitome of the good guy. So every once in a while, it feels good to branch out to the bad guy. Well, not only that, but like, I don't we're feel actually good branching out, get... though, to the bad guy. I don't okay, like it. Well, look he back. Says, I look, need a bath. Look, it's dirty. I, I know. I just, I, I have a moral code and that's well, no, what and I that, stick to. And I, but I, that's, that's fine. That's, that's why I, this, this is my argument perfectly. Dalinar is that the fucking badass dude. Read book four. <laughs> oh, no. You're telling me my favorite character goes back to being a, I'm not brute? telling you anything. All I'm trying to say is, is that popular media or popular storytelling has not been one of letting us know why the bad guy is bad. Or helping us get to know the bad Ooh, guy until that until that DC movie, The Joker, was probably the best DC movie. Yeah, ever fucking put if out. You, you've seen that, The Joker, that was a good movie. I like. Oh yeah. man, Who and it didn't want to kill somebody after that movie. And, no, and, and that, it was that's, it was a point. A that's why everybody sad, likes the bad guy. But see, even at that point, though, even to that point, I I loved it. I felt sadness for for him at that point. I thought the Joker was the good guy. And you know I could I could but he see... was in his own mind and that's what villains <laughs> and in are in my mind too but but at the same time I could I could see how people would would understand it and back that character but at this you know i one's got to be I, i'm i'm a big person for this is one's got to be uh self-aware and responsible for their own actions and accept the consequences hold on but you're introducing like mental illness into it where you don't know what your own actions or your own responsibilities are or hold on darth uh-huh. vader is an example yeah i'm gonna get burnt he got he got rocked. He thought and he had the high ground. He. he <laughs> <laughs> I've got yeah, the like high ground now, Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but it, <laughs> when you when you watch I, that, I will say that I'm not a huge fan of the first three movies of Star Wars, but they did something that I don't think a lot of uh, things could do. <laughs> <laughs> Barney from The Simpsons just happened. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought about. Yeah, 
they we already know the outcome of the story and they still got us to watch how it all played out and they did it in a way where we started going i mean we started questioning like oh is this really gonna happen yeah it's wait a minute like he's no that's a good dude i i understand why he's frustrated i understand what Played he's going through i don't want to see him turn dark <laughs> Dude, do it. i this could be a, a whole nother topic for a New whole podcast Woo! <laughs> but i actually think that hayden christensen played the surly and whiny bitchy anakin of the of the first three trilogies or the prequel trilogies very well better than kylo ren i feel like they recycled that character i oh, feel yeah, like kylo ren was just anakin all over again yeah. i feel like hayden christensen walked so that adam driver could run adam driver did a really good job the only thing they did. did with kylo ren is they actually like it was like darth vader's uh um redemption story to where like he doesn't go full bore he actually like saves the fucking day or helps save the but day at the same same time he freaking runs his dad through yeah but I'm, i mean there's sacrifices along every journey i yeah Kills which leads master. us to our next topic what are your non D hobbies andy mine uh i like leather working which is kind of weird but i never knew that about you honestly. yeah i like to make things i like to make stuff we had another you, you make person me smile the, all the time we had another <laughs> person at this D table that, we like, did and that's game. why i probably didn't bring it up because everybody was down on you know that i don't so, know if everybody was down on that or but they made mind. fun we're of not it. gonna play that <laughs> no we're not but so i i, I like leatherworking um Longboarding was something I did. I played drums in a band. Ooh, yeah. What, what's the name of your band? Uh, East of Jordan. Check us out on wherever you stream your music. Shameless plug. Yeah. Um, as we've talked about in previous episodes, I run D&D for, for youth kids, which means that I'm a part-time youth pastor, which is definitely something I really enjoy. Yeah, that's a passion for sure. For yeah. sure. Um, I commend you for that. Honestly, like, and I I look up to you for that because that's oh, well, that's you. a that's something that that a lot of people wouldn't necessarily have the wherewithal or the or the gumption to partake in. I mean, even especially though, especially at, at like people at our age or even older, like to to play in a or to connect to to younger a younger group through a a game like. Yeah. Besides, besides like sports you know i'm not outside of sports well and 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 i would say that i don't connect i mean i do connect to them through the game but my connection really with them is just walking along with them and being a mentor in their their life and yeah. I, I think that's the part that that i most commend you for is like the 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 ability to to be a mentor to young to be an influential source of information to a group of young young and aspiring um, um people that that's awesome and i would say that the the other the one other thing that i'm really into is just uh reading fantasy novels just like john john's big yeah john, john speaking yeah. speaking of non-dnd hobbies yours yeah, no, I, I I've always really been into fantasy novels. We're what we're reading right now, the Stormlight Archive, yeah, Archive done Wheel of Time, uh, mm-hmm. Sword of Truth series, Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. all all the various Tolkien books. Um, I've always loved it. I mean, I grew up, I think, uh, idolizing Indiana Jones. So that kinda, we've covered that. Yep, that at kinda, one point you even asked us to call him Indy. <laughs> <laughs> well, did I hear it correctly no, last time that? He named a dog after Indiana Jones? No, that was his joke. Oh. No, that was the joke in the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Oh, no. No, but other than, other than uh, like, you know, that family. I can't believe family. you just said that. <laughs> I can't believe you did either. That's fucking foul. 
family and work i uh i've got pretty much a damn petting zoo at my house i've got uh are you talking about your wife and your kids <laughs> i don't know i think i might have to fight somebody if they pet my wife and my kids <laughs> that was just a joke <laughs> i i would agree <laughs> no i got uh i got two bearded dragons a leopard gecko i've got two aquariums dog two cats Salt water, fresh water, and a pile of trees. All fresh water. All fresh water. Are they like all plant based, or are they like? Because I know that some people in in that hobby, they're like, oh, it's all about the fish, and then no, there's some people that I've are got, like, I want full like, living. I got live plants. So you don't have to like clean it and stuff. Basically, is- once a month. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Cool. That's real cool. Yeah. I've got snails. I've got a uh, bunch of little mint quarry catfish and coolie loaches. Um, clean up all bottom feeders, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, guppies, which I really want to get rid of guppies because they they multiply too fast. And uh, why don't you get something that eats that shit? Oh, that's what I'm looking at. Uh, I was looking at like firemouth cichlids which are uh, like a two three inch large fish that is aggressive oh i got betas in there too cool but the beta is Do too slow to no betas are not what you think they are well why don't you tell us about them real yeah. quick they're pretty slow they don't fight docile well i only got one beta in uh, each oh. tank but they don't mess with the guppies they don't you mess with any of the fish your betas they fight each other though is what i've heard yeah, like, yeah. you got yeah, you can't they, put they, they can be territorial but in a planted tank with so much vegetation in there if they can't see each other they're fine they're fine out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like humanity. A little bit. They don't really, it's not what you think they are. But uh, other than that, other than my fish, I got uh, hamsters and then I got a huge uh, rabbit, rabbit tree. That's what they call it. Bunch of rabbits in my backyard. Dude, you do have a petting zoo. Yeah. How much are you charging for admission? Uh, free for my fr- friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> you get the Toyota press. <laughs> <laughs> But the rabbits, the rabbits are going to be food. For yourself or for others? I've never had rabbit and we've got a bunch, we got 12 of them now. Yeah. And they're- Do your kids know this is happening? Yes, they do. Hmm. And we're going to, they're, they're, a few of them are pets, but the ones that aren't pets are Could you imagine the same, in the same- In the same case. Yeah. So can you imagine- Can you imagine a conversation? Your kids call one Fluffy. Dad goes out and decides this time that Fluffy's, Fluffy's got to go. No, hold on. It's He's going to be Fluffy. on the dinner table. It's one of them. Dad assumes. Well, we know which, which one ones. Is Fluffy. We know which are, ones are pets. You marked it. No, no, their color schemes are fairly. I'm just uh, saying, you know, yeah, no, happen. They do. Happen, they do. You know what I mean? So <laughs> your they're... kids come out and they're like, "Dad, where's Fluffy after dinner?" <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, that one's fluffy. No, that one's Spike, Dad. <laughs> I mean, it could happen. That would not be not, yeah. uh, a good day. No. Not not at this point. I'm they're, sure it they're has very happened. distinguishable. I'm sure yeah. it has happened. Oh, I guarantee you. Yeah. Cooking up yourself I've a never, brace I've of conies. I've never had a rabbit, and I've heard rabbit's pretty good. It's not bad. Well, anytime so, you can self-sustain your family- yeah. yeah, based on something you've that that's the whole point. Like all my all my my aquariums, I I made them all planted tanks, so they're no maintenance. My my lizards, they're all in bioactive tanks, no maintenance. I've got I've I've got a roach colony for feeder insects because I I didn't want to buy feeder insects from the store because it was like forty dollars a week to buy feeder insects for one lizard. I've got three. So I started a roach colony and I breed my own roaches and I just put them in the tanks and they eat. 
all the poop and whatnot. And any- the feed for my lizards costs zero. Well, you don't have, have lizards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so I, 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 I just surrounded by lizards. I, I just got really uh, tried to that self sustaining um, yeah model and. Well, that's why I asked you about the, the, cause I think that stuff's cool. Like, I don't know about anybody else, but I'll sit there and watch those, like, um, those fish tank videos on YouTube where the guy, like, makes a self sustaining fish tank. And that's what got me started. Oh my I, gosh. I started watching so those. Fun. I started watching those. I was like, I want to do that. And then, so I just did it. I don't watch, uh, fish tank ones, but I watch ants. Like, the guy uh, does oh, I still thought about getting an ant colony. Ant colonies, it's like all over then, like, my it's Amazon. A whole, it's a whole fucking, like, like, if you look thing, at my, my recently searched Amazon, it's ant colonies. <laughs> like I don't know about I don't know about if I'm really interested in answer if I'm really like interested in this guy's voice. You know, like I mean, like it, some of these things, like these guys talking, I'm like, wow. And before you know it, you're three hours deep and you're like, what the fuck just happened? To me? <laughs> <laughs> this guy just fucking hypnotized me. What did you do all day? And then uh, my wife comes home and she sees my Amazon order and she's like, Why are we getting an ant colony? And I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> this dude on fucking YouTube. He told made me it look to. easy. <laughs> I want to talk about fire ants too. <laughs> but speaking of self-sustaining backyards, Ben, that's that not going? my hobby. No, it's not your hobby. But no, that's not my. That's my. You, hobby. Did, he, you no, did buy no. a book. He doesn't have a self-sustaining backyard. He has to self-sustain his backyard. Yeah. <laughs> but I do recall he he bought a book that never came. It never came. I did buy a book, the self-sustaining backyard and how to live off the grid. <laughs> it never came. So guess what? If you ordered that book and you got it, you know what? Send me a PDF for something we'd love to see it love to see it how do you stay off the grid while self-sustaining your backyard because <laughs> uh i don't think it exists i don't but- think so either i think somebody got rich quick but anyway my non D hobbies consist of um D. <laughs> yeah that's i like i like the paint miniatures so i mean if you can equate that to a D hobby i mean that's kind of what led me to the D hobby to begin with but i mean i like i like to do voices like i like to entertain you know, I would say that's a hobby of mine. I like to make people laugh. Wrestling? Um, I don't... Yeah, that's a hobby, a guilty pleasure. I yeah. like professional wrestling for sure. Of course. I'm definitely a big football buff. I, yeah, I oh, yeah. live... I, I like football. Um, Football? Football. Or, or football. I like sport. American Any, football! <laughs> anytime you put the three little uh, letters of S-E-A in front of anything, I tend to get excited. So, okay. I mean, like, okay. I'm a Seattle sports fan, I would yeah. call it. I gotta okay. get in to hockey now. Yeah, I think that's the next great adventure that I'm going yeah, to try to Yeah, I got to learn. Although Andy took me to my first Sounders game and let me tell you man, like that was a blast. Yeah. Like the Sounders game, like that, that oh man. Well, okay. Okay. So to good. Talk about sports. Like I I I I can't do baseball on TV. I don't know why because it's really relaxing. I mean, you don't have to sit, necessarily sit there and watch the whole thing, but like while you're mowing the lawn or you're like doing other stuff and it's playing in the background, those guys are kind of like the ants guys where like all of a sudden three hours goes by and you're like wow well like <laughs> but, but, okay well baseball baseball on tv versus football on tv i i'm all in on football when it's on but tv see, that's what I'm i hate in. about football is it's made for tv if you actually go to a game oh, it's, you're miserable you're miserable because you're constantly waiting for commercial breaks that aren't there you don't get to see the commercials I don't no, no, commercial no, no, breaks no, no. is just climate based it's oh my gosh up here. No, you know, in, in when you go to a football game, I love 
the stadium atmosphere. But that's what that's to my you point though. I love the three hours of drinking that precedes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the to game. my point though is yeah. And then he has to dodge the alcohol enforcement officers that are saying, "Hey, look, no, you can't have another one." He says, "Bitch, watch me." <laughs> <laughs> no, but but to the point though is a base going to a baseball game. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Oh my God, that's, that's a, a lot of fun. Summertime party. That's so much fun. And then you meet David Rega. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, going to a baseball game is a lot of fun. I don't. I, but I, the sport itself, I'm not interested. Well, and in. I would say the same thing about like golf. Like people will say that they like watching golf, but You're I don't. You gotta be really quiet. I don't under, I don't understand that, but maybe if you went and played golf, it'd be more playing fun. golf is fun. I've never. I played suck it. at I've never it. Played golf either. All I've heard is it's a giant party when you just drink on the fucking green side. That's I mean, what I've been told. Is Dude, that you was try not to get the uh, the cart into the the water. The water hazard? Yeah. Mm. All right. <laughs> and on that note, what's on tap tonight, guys? Have a pint, take a break, and relax. It's my favorite part of the show. So tell me, boys, what's on tap? Well, we've got uh, we've got a brew by Good Life Brewing Company out of Bend, Oregon. It's called Sweet As Pacific Ale. It's six uh, percent, and uh, it's only let's got see. eighteen IBUs. Only eighteen IBUs. Original gravity is uh, fifteen degrees. Um, Original. It, it's actually what? It's actually a a, a the pretty OG good. OG stands for original gravity. It does. Um, for it, beer reviewers that don't actually know about beer. No, no, it's all about taste, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's all about taste. I think this is what's good about this is you guys know what if it's good or not. I might be able to articulate why it's good. Great, awesome. <laughs> you do that. I'll drink it. Yeah. Life is good. All right. Okay. I I I like I'm this one. That though. I like yeah. this one. Yeah. That's that's that's, that's good. That's like the sparkling water. <laughs> <beer>. It's <laughs> it's definitely lighter. It it's lighter than what we've had so far. We've yeah. had three beers. From this a, is our from third a beer. Stout or or went or from a stout from to an IPA stout to, to an ale. IPA to an ale, a Pacific ale, and yeah. I feel like I'm drinking like sparkling water right now. Yeah. I could. By I could way, see that. By the way, we did that. not film these in succession, so don't take that as. That's how you hear it. Yeah, but uh, good color. Color? Yeah, look at it. You, it's it's a blue can. No, I'm looking inside the... Anyway. It's fucking black um, in there. I can't see shit. I like the fact that this is sweet ass. I would say that that what, what I like about this is, is that at 6%, it does not taste like it's at 6%. Typically, once you get above 5 and you get a lighter beer like this, you start tasting a lot of alcohol. This tastes like a beer. Either that or you're drinking a Pilsner, and that's just gross. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, Rainier is a pilsner. I just think Rainier is like filtered through dirty fucking mud puddles, and it's great. I mean, it is. It's like it, the working man's beer. Rainier, it is for for the people that are not uh, in the Pacific Northwest or Colorado or or have watched uh, Longmire. Yeah. If you don't know what Rainier is, it's a it's a domestic, very light, it's like a Bud Light, Coors Light type beer with flavor. Yeah, it's really it, good. We call vitamin it vitamin R. R. Yep. It's or really Ronye. 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 <laughs> um, but this is this to me is you finish your first can already. Good God. Well, I started before we, we just, started the oh, episode. I thought you just cracked it. <laughs> no, no, no. Ben just cracked his. Um 
No, I I mean this is just a very drinkable beer. You could you could easily put down a six pack of this and not even realize it. The, I, could I, I play a game of beer pong no, with that's it? That's what back I was just about day. to say. Like, dude, this is a beer pong beer, but a good beer pong. Beer. Yeah, like this is a beer pong beer that you bring to the table and everybody's like, "What am I drinking right now?" And then you're just like, "But then after ass. one game with that five percent alcohol or six percent alcohol, everybody's gonna be like, Whoa. "Not if you're winning. <laughs> if you're winning, you're fine." Oh, so I'd be fine. I, I'd give this one a three, three and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, this is, this is a three. I mean, I'm down with this. Three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's not as hoppy. I just like the fact that but, uh, you know what? I'm gonna go three point five because on the can it says keep cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think every can says that. Does it? Hmm. Keep cold. I will. I will say that I had a chance for it to warm up, and it was good cold. It was good warm. I, I will say mine's not uh, super cold because it's been sitting now for. 15 20 minutes and yeah it's, it's actually because you're a cold-hearted person it's it's sometimes. still cold sometimes it's a daily drinker i, I yeah, would this is a good one that's a good one do you I know if this is seasonal i do not know if it's seasonal i got it at a gas station so i'm guessing it's Whoa. not. oh wow that gas station's fancy we should get the next one from there no we pretty much already <laughs> had everything from there that was the only one i know we hadn't had so um yeah I think it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. So we're going to go a solid three. Check out Good Life Brewing Company, sweet as Pacific Ale. Very good. It's one S. One it S. Is. <laughs> With an exclamation point. I, it looks like a mermaid tail on the, on the cover, honestly. It kind of does. Or a pineapple. But we're not gonna Well, <laughs> what what it is, is it's a, it's a hop bud. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Down. I see it. Mm, um, cool. I, yeah. thought, I, I thought it was like a Brussels sprout. It's just sprout. so violent. Violent. <laughs> Vibrant. <laughs> How many of these have you had, Ben? <laughs> Just one. <laughs> I'm still stuck on bearded dragons and eating fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Today's topic on Of Dice and Brews is, does size matter? And we're not talking about the size that you would equate that phrase with. We're talking about your table size and your group size. So let's roll initiative and see who's getting this conversation started, shall we? I got a four. I got a five, and John. I lost my dice right behind your beer. Actually, typical eight. <laughs> typical. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what that dice uh, dice tower done. Fifteen. You still win. You, you win still twice. Win. You, you roll with advantage and knock it out of the park. Good job, John. Tell us. Does size matter? I, I think so. Um, just so over the years of playing, uh, when when this table we're sitting around right now is full. This table that he's talking about is a six foot wide table with a four by four recessed inside that six that six that six that six. sits seven people. Well, it can fit eight, but I mean, if you have one one person on on the DM side, they get a whole side because yeah, you're, you're the DM. Well, comfortably comfortably you get one DM six, six players. players and. I, I've noticed just over the years, especially as a, a session goes on, like maybe we're all in it right at the very, very beginning. But as the combats or or some or even sometimes RP sessions uh, can uh, take time, the person at the 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 farthest point in the initiative order really starts to lose attention. Um, See, and that's that's the part that I I I, I have an issue with. No, because you're Explain. always you're always the farthest from no matter well, where you yeah, are in initiative. I know, I know how a circle I, works. I, think was, <laughs> I, don't know, I get I get that you, you know that, but like that that my my point being geometry like, says <laughs> geometry says like but when you have that much time between you yeah when and it's then like, your next that. When you have six people, it can it can be like I've I've seen it where it's like yeah. thirty kind of minutes yeah, 
before yeah. it's your turn again. Especially if you're at the higher level, like one through three. Yeah, when you got meh. when you got a, a very complicated action to do. Could you imagine with six a bonus action? Sorcerers. <sighs> Sixteenth oh, level. Fighters. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. How many actions? Action surges and man. oh my God! Well, meta magics. And, and oh at that point gosh. in time, do you really do you really give the guy that's sitting over there with his phone just trying to pass the time because there's no real like cinematic RP going on? Yeah, at, at a lot of the times that what what uh, really drives those situations down is the rule. Figuring out the rules when when you got something that's complicated to do and you got to work out with the DM, uh, you know, distances and and, and various mm-hmm. rules that got to be the rest of the group it, suffers. It, yeah, suffers and they and they kind of just space off, pull their phones out, you know, side conversations go like crazy. Yeah, um, I mean, we've seen it at this table assigned seating mm-hmm. yeah. to try to alleviate some of these things and i don't even think that worked i don't even know if assi- assigned seating at that point was like to alleviate side conversations i think it was mostly to allow people to play their own characters it was, alle- it was to alleviate yeah. one side conversation oh uh, yeah okay i <clears throat> recent memory <laughs> yeah. yeah but I- <laughs> here's where i struggle is because i think size does matter to a certain point but at the same time like if you based upon a previous episode that we had be- it if you have a group of like-minded individuals that are here to play the game and a DM that can tell a story or spin a story. And if the players allow the DM to spin the story or, or tell the story, he looked right at me. I think, I think that group size really it's it's group based. It uh, it can be because I I I will say again at this table I've been in six player groups. Um, I think granted they were a, l- a lot of them were were more power gamers, but it flowed fast because each player knew exactly what they're gonna do, how they're gonna do it, and they executed. Next guy. Knew what they're gonna do. Execute, execute, See, execute. I, I think that's a lot. A lot of this falls on the DM, though. I think a lot of this with the DM needs to be in control of his table. And I, I'm I'm a proprietor of a small group, a more intimate group. But at the same time, like I've also been a part of eight a DM of eight players at a table where where everybody was hanging on everybody's every word. So mm-hmm. I mean, if you're telling or you're weaving, the way that my mind works as a DM is that we're we're not playing. R- a- RP can be intriguing for the group. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah. so can combat, and 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 I think that certain rules lend themselves well to cinematic combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could. You, I mean, I, when I say RP, you can have RP in combat, in combat. if, if okay. you I, if you I, describe I, your actions thematically. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not trying to. I wasn't trying to separate the two. I'm sorry. I apologize. I understand. But I, I think that as a DM, it's your ability to not only to not only facilitate what the player at the time whose turn it is is doing, but also telling the next person that, hey, look, you're on deck. You need to be aware of what's going on. Yeah. So if you're keeping initiative as a DM or have somebody else do it, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to have all the power unless you want it. But if you have everybody involved on everybody's turn or if there's direct consequent quants, 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 Consequences, quah, quah, quah. consequences quah, quah, quah. for not paying attention. I'm not saying p- 
punish your players by any stretch. But I'm saying like, hey, look, man, like if you have like we tried an optional flanking rule where look, in order to achieve flanking and an advantage for the, another person, that person providing the distraction whose turn it's not has to describe for me how oh, yeah. how they're doing it. Yeah. Which which means that they have to pay attention to what's going on during not their turn. Which I would argue is a device that is set up in order to keep people engaged. I but I, I think that's what that's the one of the cons that we're leaning towards is that the dis the 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 con of having a big play group is that people aren't engaged or people are losing engagement. That that's yeah you know to a, a big play group that's what I see the most is is loss of engagement. Get low. Yeah. Uh. The the time it takes to to go around the table mm-hmm. uh, can can be daunting sometimes yeah no no and i'll agree with that and but like i said and one th- and, uh, and a downside like we're talking and, and you're bringing up really good points that can help alleviate that solution in combat scenarios but when you're going say if you're doing a rp scenario with that many people and you're in a town it's it's non-confrontational one person's rp session like if they're kind of off the the you know from the party could last a very long time and then you got seven more or five more or whatever your size is to go through of the same thing and and there's another would, aspect of losing i would put it then the larger the play group the more interesting the individual player needs to be <laughs> that well, would be nice would- I would put it on a DM again, and I would say, look, as interesting as this RP is, like, I need to cut you short. And you don't have to say that out loud, but you can say, hey, look, I've noticed that we've been talking for three minutes and everybody else is starting to get restless, so I'm going to move on to the next one. In my own mind, as a DM. And I'd be like, and I'd pick the most person that's not engaged and be like, what do you want to do? Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. With my home group, um, I started off with uh five at the table no six at the table i started off at six at the table and when it came to the role-playing sessions halfway through their what their point they were trying to do or whatever they were trying to achieve in the the role play aspect i did i was just like all right we're gonna leave it right there next person and it took me two go arounds of the table to get everybody but i cut everybody's in half and i think that lends itself well to to keeping everybody engaged and hanging on that next one because now they're constantly thinking about when it comes back to them now what i'm i know what i'm gonna say yeah or it gives them a second to think about it like okay i initiated yeah. this conversation I, that, that's why i did it the- and now i have i have a goal in mind or yeah whereas before it was pointless or maybe or maybe they said something that triggered something and now i have time to think that, about it yep, yep and now i'm gonna yeah. now i'm ready that's what i did it on I, I I picked up on that. I didn't even I don't even think I uh intentionally did that. Were you bored as a DM? <laughs> no, no. I I, th- I honestly think uh I was in that situation where it was diving deep and I'm like, oh I'm not ready for this. Let's I'm move not, on to the next thing yeah. so I can jog my memory. I'm not ready for this, so let's move on and see what you got and you know, maybe the next guy has something what you'd call trivial or 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 not not too engaging, something simple. But then on top but of it that, let like, me think about the previous one, and I'm like, okay, all well, right, this is how that, I'm gonna go with that one. Here's another thing too: is like as a DM trick, man, you can use that to tie two stories together. Yeah, like maybe, oh yeah, maybe yeah. the person that you're talking to that you're like, man, I need to think about that. Like maybe the next person gives you a tidbit where you give half to that person that just brought up the situation. 
to player A, and you give half to player B. And now you got to make the two characters talk. And now they co- have talk. to connect each other. Yeah, they got to talk to each other. And to do it. Yeah. That, so, that's, that, that is a great storytelling uh, tool right, right there. So then you look like a fucking genius as a DM. <laughs> yeah. When you were just confused. When you were just trying to get your bearings yourself. <laughs> so I guess I guess the, the, the question... It being does size matter with a play group? We're we're approaching this from a DM's perspective right now. Yeah, and and I I would we are I would ask the question: Does it seem like it's more detrimental to a DM or more detrimental to a player character if the group size is above, we'll say six? Should a new DM right out of the gate? How many people should they have at their table? A new three. DM, three, yeah, yeah, four total. One DM. Three players. Okay, I started with six. Yeah, I mean that's that's feet to the fire, but I'm just saying. But to I tell also an I've engaging had... story. In my opinion, you can go as many as you think you can handle. Like honestly, man, if you're just looking to have fun and you got a whole bunch of people interested in playing this game with you, do as many as you want. It doesn't matter. You guys are all there to have fun. But in my mind, if you want to tell an intricate story, like if as a DM, if you have a story that you want to tell or you want to have people help you tell or you guys want to tell together, three. Yeah. Because guess yeah. what? You you want to tell your story. You don't want to get flustered if somebody ventures outside of your story. I'd say four, not, but not, not, not ventures outside of your story, but like 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 commandeers the ship hijacks you know, it yeah and, like you know what i mean it does something else but if you're just looking for tabletop fun runs away. <laughs> if you're just looking for tabletop fun and you want to play D and you want to roll dice you want to have a good time dude as many as you can fucking handle like honestly yeah i'll fill it up but that's 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 beer and pretzels D versus campaign D. yeah that's yeah. one shot D in my mind versus I'm, we're playing every two weeks. You're gonna build this character to, as far as we can go, and 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 we're gonna do high high story development and character creation. Well, and what's coming that's to what my I'm mind? I'm trying to do with the our campaign. I, I, that's yeah. that's my goal. Well, what's coming to my mind when you guys bring that up is like anything over a certain amount. It's like why not just have a murder mystery party? You'll have just as much fun. I mean, that's true, but at the same time, you can have arena battle nights with fucking D and D rules too. I mean, like there's true. many ways that this game lends itself. If you have a whole bunch what? of people, um. W- WWE wrestling <laughs> tournament. What Royal Rumble? <laughs> what we're all fighters with the not, tavern brawler? Dude, you should watch it because it's not all fighters. <laughs> I know, but but here here's the thing. Also, in my mind, is that is that we have brainstormed many different scenarios, which lend itself well to as a DM. You have multiple people that want to play your game or want to play at the table, but then again, like you can only handle a certain amount. So here's here's a, here's the first situation that comes to mind. Is remember when we talked about this this thing where we were like a a trapper's guild or 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 a, or a thieves guild, like everybody's a part a part of this guild or this heroes guild or something like that, where everybody retains a level. It's almost like having your own home adventures league, where everybody retains a level and you have a certain amount of quests, and you decide that you're going to give a certain player in your group this quest. Now it's up to that player to go between the other players and find their adventuring part. Oh yeah. Our 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 circling DM um story. Yeah I, I that that is that is a great idea. I like that one because when you have what switching DMs and, and doing multiple little one shots essentially, but having like uh you're the DM for the first one and we run a one shot or a two shot or whatever and and we get done with that quest everybody comes back to the the said 
guild hall and now it's andy's turn to dm and, and i think that expands on the on the thing that i'm talking about but i'm talking about like the forever dm let's say that not everybody's comfortable playing the dm but you also have like as the forever dm you have 10 people that want to play your game yeah. you know what i mean so it lends itself well both ways yeah and i think there's other ways around that too is 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 you've got like the west march style this of, is literally what of I, what we're kind of talking pretty about, much right? what we decided is the West March style, it, what we're talking about is like a very, very slight variation of that. Yeah, exactly. And so that that's a good way to mitigate. It's like taking the West March style, groups. but putting it into a story yeah. for everybody to be a DM, everybody to be a player and at some given point. also everybody to pay attention to what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're the DM next, you kind of have to pay attention to what the player character has done previous, because now it's your turn to tell a story that, that builds upon that 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 story. Yeah. yeah, we talked about this West March style a couple of years ago. Remember? Right. I think we've been constantly building on on it a little bit at a time yeah. to try to like fill it out, like how yeah. we can do it, how we want it. But uh, but here's the thing: is like even like like I said, even if you're the free, forever DM, like even if you want to be the DM for all these people, like let's say you want to have four groups and you want to just run D and D, and you got you got plans for all of them, and you you're just that that gung ho about. It. There's ways that you can play multiple games and intertwine groups and intertwine and intertwine. I, lo- uh, I love players. your. I love. Oh, I loved your. Uh, I I was uh privy of being uh in both campaigns, but same. Oh yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were we were the good guys and the bad guys in the same world yep. in two different campaigns. Mm-hmm. The, the other players changed, but me and you were. Yeah, and that was that was something that was gonna feed into into um a good guys meet bad guys to but then defeat, I died to defeat the the greater evil. So like, what do the good guys and the bad guys like have in common, or what do yeah. they desire? to hopefully defeat the the greater evil. And that was fun. That was that was really fun and on that aspect um you <laughs> See, I, 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 a lot of this, a lot of this group size matter to me falls on the DM and how much they're willing to but take on and how much they're willing to. Fill there's got to be a point where you well, say you, that you have been the forever DM, so maybe you're lacking the uh, experience aspect of it. Yeah, um, of what it's like sitting at this table with six other players. But then again, like as a DM, like as a DM mindset, like I put my because um, I'll tell response you response or my responsibility is to make sure everybody has fun. So I'll tell you right now, like I, I, I would think me, you, Andy, are are usually at at most of the the campaigns or or games we play. We're the ones that kind of drive the story as players. Yeah. See, but here's the thing: is like as a, as a and I'm just gonna just butt in real quick. But as a forever DM, knowing that you guys are the constant, I'm gonna try to focus on somebody else. Yeah. Oh yeah, I understand that. I understand that because you're not gonna have but to I'm, work. I'm at trying to give you involved. Involved. But you're, yeah, I know you guys are going your own niche. So but you're I'm going back to, to the DM perspective. You're going back to the DM perspective. I'm saying from a player's perspective, when when we're sitting here and we are the the we try to be the driving force for the story. Um, and you got. You <laughs> smacking the microphone on accident uh but you got four other players that aren't engaging and you got you got the dm and two players that are are really trying to pull everybody in and then you're like two hours into this game session right and you know it just got done with your turn and now you got to go through four players that are barely 
even paying attention, maybe not even really read the their okay, character so very here, much. Here, here goes, it, like, it gets frustrating I, I, no, as a player I, I, I side. I understand that part, but here's the thing is like that goes back to our previous episode. Does your friends make the best play group? Or are you going to surround yourself with the Some people? Some of these weren't or people I'd try to surround yourself with the best people <laughs> that you can play the game with. Well, okay. But hold on though. I, I think what we're trying to establish is how many is too many. Because I think that's. I don't think you can. Oh, well, but hold on, the, hold on. The, the the caveat is is that if you've got a table of new players, chances are you're going to want fewer. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Keep no, it low. And this no. Hold on. And this is where I disagree. And I'll tell you why. It's because I believe tell me, that tell new me why. play new players are so eager to play that tell they're hanging. Me why? <laughs> Ain't nothing but a dandy game. Yeah, y'all should keep your day jobs. <laughs> so, so at a party of new players, all new players, I believe the enthusiasm is so high that they're so excited to play this game. If you can, if you're, I mean, if they're forced to the table or if they're their friends, like, hey, come. Oh play yeah, this, no, blah, 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 blah. I th- their enthusiasm will be there. Right. No, hold on. But if they're because I've seen it, man, and it's crazy. Because I was like, dude, there's no way that I can DM throw game a- rules at them, though. But and that's why you like minimize it. The there goes your here, time. But here's go. Here goes the thing, man. Is like that's why all campaigns start at level one, by the way. But at the same time. <laughs> If you give them just enough to play the game as a DM and then introduce things in small increments to them, what difference do they know? I, I would, I would, I understand what you're trying to say. What I'm, what I'm saying is, is that as, as a DM trying, trying to teach three people a new game is a lot different than trying to teach seven people a new game. I disagree. And hold, hold, well, on. hold on. Okay. But I, I also believe that you've got. And maybe I'm biased because my first D&D experience, I showed up to a table and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it didn't make sense to me, right? And I don't know many people that can actually truly tell somebody what to expect at a D&D table. Yeah. So, I mean, you show up to a table and I think for a lot of people, it's pretty jarring not knowing what's, what's actually happening. Because most of the time, you don't get the primer that you need in order to actually be able to show up to a table and, and get involved. So, I, I mean, I guess I guess that's that's if you come in on the middle of something, if you're like primering or Jaegering or 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 taking over for somebody that's already in place. Yeah. But if you're starting, if you're starting off fresh, like for me, my experience, man, I. I've been talking to these guys, this group of young kid, younger kids. Andy, you're my inspiration for this. I've been talking to these younger kids, and um, they're they're children of friends of mine. So mm-hmm. I mean, don't just mistake me talking to younger <laughs> kids. But children, children of friends of mine, and I'm like, like they're 15 and yeah. s- to 17 to 18 years old, and I'm like, you guys got to get into this game. You know what I mean? I even went to the lengths of purchasing um, for one of the younger kids' birthday a, a PHB and a set of dice. Nice. But I, I was setting them up to like, hey, man, like, play this game. You want to play this game. This is a good game. Mm-hmm. And finally, I got them to to play this game, to commit to this game. You know what I mean? Because I'm, you're not going to force somebody to play the game. You know what I mean? But you can hint and you can throw it out there. But finally, there was some like some some push and give. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. well, what am I going to play? And I'm like, okay, well, now, now you're forcing me to set a date. Okay, so now I'm going to set a date. So you get five of your friends together to play this game with us you know what i mean and we're gonna do it in two weeks create a messenger group we're all friends on facebook add me to the messenger group i'll i'll tell you guys a little thing i'll pre-generate the characters for you every i'll take care of all the inner workings mm-hmm. Just show up and be ready to fucking play this game so all level one characters and I, I went to the extent of like dude i did 
I didn't know who was going to show up to my table. So I went to the extent to like, dude, I did every class, pre-generated characters with the optimal things. Mm-hmm. Optimal spells at level one, optimal races for the builds, everything optimal. You know what yeah. I mean? And and male and female on both characters. So they all had names or they had to come up with the names. But I did male and female on both. on both. So like they would look at the sheet and be like, oh, well, this says male. You didn't plan for a female. No, I planned for everything just so everything would be copacetic you know yeah. what i mean I, I, because my their first introduction to this game i wanted it to be optimal so i went through and 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 eight people showed up to my table at that night oh nice. i know who the, yep. you know what i mean so and i was prepared for more than that i had plenty of things but but here's what i did is like i said and i went through it like a zero session and that's why honestly i think zero session is important so you can tell people what to expect or what your image of your campaign is in your head. Yeah. Because there's nobody that's going to show up to the table with... if the, it, Okay, well, if a player shows up to your table and they don't have any idea of what you're running or what kind of game you run, then, then you got a problem because you didn't inform them of what it was in, in, in the beginning. Zero sessions are important because of this. So whether that's done online, via chat or messenger or in person, whatever, however you want to do it, most of it's done online now. Yeah. So you don't even have to show up if you don't, you don't even have... Uh, interest in what's what's going on but they all showed up and and they're all re- they're all gung-ho ready to go and you know what i had them roll for initiative right off the bat they didn't have characters or anything i had them roll for initiative roll 20 side dice the first person in that initiative order got to pick their character what do you want to be and i just went down the line so it, it, i had everything from i had eight people so you can only imagine the range of classes and 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 races yeah. that i had at this yeah. table you know what i mean like that's pretty much like almost one of everything yeah trying to teach that many people a different class and a different race who haven't had any experience with this can be daunting but you as a dm and you're introducing this game to people take things that make it daunting for you to try to teach them away from them and give them the best things yeah but okay but if if you're you are an experienced dm so biting off that is is okay i don't know if experience uh, well i and I, I don't think i'm an experienced dm i think i think this is logical thinking I, okay. You know what I mean? I think that you have a complicated game, mm-hmm. and we all have we all have knowledge of how things operate in this game. Yeah, like cat classes, characters, dice rolls. We all have that knowledge. We all have the same knowledge. Yeah. So in order to make your job as a DM easier, logically, not experience wise, logically, wouldn't it make sense to take away the complicated things in order to introduce a game to new people that have no understanding of oh, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. I think I did the same thing with my home group. Okay. Uh, I, I introduced a whole group of people that had no idea what the game was besides uh, one. Um, and, Hearing and, you talk about playing it. Yeah. They, two, probably what they read about it online or heard yeah, from a friend. Yeah. And, and as things went, you know, I, I, as the DM, I kind of just went with the, the rule of cool. Absolutely. You uh, feed the story. Yeah, I, I was very much more worried about continuing that story and continuing the campaign and, and everything. And continuing interest. Like, yeah, I yeah. want you here next time. Like, I, I, I wanted want the if, next if turn. Something, if somebody wanted to do something or did something that... Probably doesn't fit here, but guess what? what We're going to make fit, it work. Didn't, didn't follow the rules, uh, was a bad choice, uh, whatever. You know what? I'm going to, cool. as the DM... I'm gonna twist that around, or 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 re-narrate that to where it fit to keep it going, to keep the person interested. 
engaged. To, yeah. To and, keep them engaged and in the to story. keep the group going. Right. Things uh, you know, actual rule play or or how things are supposed to work, that comes later with experience and and they will probably lean towards that their own on their on their right selves. because once you spark that interest they're gonna be like hey like now i'm hooked yeah like i want more and the best way to get more is to now i need to purchase the php yeah or look into my character even more on D D beyond or yeah. and then or they start whatever. reading the rules and they're like oh well, well, well I that's remember not how did, that worked yeah that shouldn't have worked that way right. but I then did. they reach out to you and you're like hey look man like i just wanted to introduce you to this game what the capabilities are and now we can talk about we can talk about um difficulty setting was on easy yeah, <laughs> yeah and i i i want to be that way i don't know that i can yet or is it dm I, yeah it's, but i think you can i think you're overthinking it i might i might be and just rule cool bro but it, i think well no i do rule cool for sure i mean i definitely think that we covered this in the first in the first episode like honestly like when you have a rule set like fifth edition then you can in my mind, it's easy to add and subtract things. Yeah. Because yeah. it make it so without subtracting Is this why without, everybody should play D D? Yeah. Without subtracting the main aspects of a class that makes it a class. You know what I mean? You can take away things in the game that make it easier on the DM, especially for first players. Oh yeah. No, keep keep class mechanics, but maybe take out the, the DM mechanics. What what came to mind and, for and me that was makes grapple. it really easy yeah. like, for a new player is not even going to know yeah. that's no, an option unless what? they might they, say that and then be they like say, okay make a strength check. Say, here's the thing though is when they say when they say hey look I want to tackle this guy and take them down then you say okay roll me a strength check. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have to you don't have to call it the technical term and that's I I guess it's I had a lot of you know, fun it, doing that it, game because the purest sense of the game is them not knowing what the fuck. Yeah, it doesn't the, have to the be oh, you only have one action per turn right. like Oh, you want to hit him and grapple him? Try it. Sure. Give yeah. me a string try. Oh, you grappled him. Now you want to hit him? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. No. But but that's also. I mean, you're bending the rules, but that's also it's your it's your game as a DM. Like. Well, that's what I would say. the The size of the party matters as long as it matters to you. Maybe is a better way to put it. If if for you, why you, do you always come with these amazing thesis or like <laughs> summary sentences? I don't he's know. Good at, he's good at one sentence this structures. Is a, this is the t-shirt guy right here. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I, but, the party size only matters as long as the party matters to the you. The last episode, I think you had like three of them. Yeah. If, if you're if you're Fuck, the DM, stickers. right? And and if you're the DM and you know that you're gonna have, you've got this friend group that you're gonna DM for, and there's gonna be eight people, and that's just too much for you. Just tell them that. Goes oh, absolutely. To ex- expectation. It might not actually be too much, but for you at that moment, it might feel like it's too much. And you're supposed to be having fun too. And I've done that, and I've done that with the with the with the group that the tyranny of dragons that we talked about the last time. Like when there were six of you, that was probably the largest group that I I thought that I DM'd. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or or maybe it was a little daunting or intimidating to me at yeah. that point. So that's why I split you up in the first place to yeah. see if I was okay with this you mm-hmm. know what i mean and and honestly splitting you up into the two groups of three people was me creating groups within a group that way like if one person went off on a tangent then two people at least would probably follow them because they had a camaraderie with that one person yeah or at least they would ask them questions yeah, yeah. so you create dms inside of your group 
that police well, other players. Yeah, I, mean, I guess you 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 create uh, two groups, but within the group, uh, I mean, natural social structure, you're going to find a leader. So you're going to have two leaders in that situation. Right, uh, but then you have one alpha. I mean, it, it, nobody is going to. Well, a good DM doesn't set themselves up as the leader, in my opinion. Oh no, no but... I'm not. No, but but having two groups. Each with their own leader, per se. I mean, I mean, not saying that they're actually leading the group and they're the dominant one, but but it, that's just how social structures work. Social structures work. Sure, 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 sure. sure. Um, but that aids the DM because then you have instead of just one person kind of like driving the path of the yeah. story, you have two, and maybe they don't collide. Yeah. Correctly, but but then you have two groups that are going to back up those said leaders. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, for the DM, that's less storytelling he's got to do and more storytelling that the players create on their own. Which is the best in this game, is when, you're, when your players or your table creates your story for you. Oh, yeah. You've done your job. Now just sit back and just interact with them. Just be the world. Right. So yeah. before I was going to go on this path of like, does group size matter? And and honestly, like as a DM, in my mind, it only matters if you can't create like a chessboard. If you can't create pieces for for the players to interact with and then you interact with what they move. You know what I mean? It's it, D&D is a giant game of chess, in my opinion. Okay. So if you're moving... And then the players move against, they react on your move. And then you as a DM react on the, what the players reacted to. So it's a constant game of reaction. Yeah. Optimally, though, I will say that that the smaller the group size for me tends to lead to a more intimate, a more better story. Yeah. Because you get the opportunity to capitalize on those characters that are in your story. Uh, if you wanted to put it into general senses, just from this over this conversation, I would say, uh, regardless of experience, um, a small group leads to a, a, a more intimate, faster pace, close knit uh, campaign, where a large group with maybe without as much experience leads to a slower. Uh, uh, Hard, harder to keep interest in campaign, but we have had the 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 unique experience of running a large group that has had uh, interest in in and, and full again, thing. I will I will reach out there and I'll say like strictly based on DM experience and comfortability. Yeah, maybe yeah. not even experience, just comfortability. Like if you're okay in a large group of people and you can manage, and you have a basic understanding of it. the rules, go for it. Yeah. Man, there ain't nobody stopping you. But here's the thing: as players, players listening out there, don't question your DMs. Let them let them DM. Yeah. Let them play the. Let them facilitate the rules as they see the table needs at that time. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that it's wrong. But it's in the player's handbook. It's in the DMG that the play the rules are just guidelines. Yeah. You're all let- there to have fun, and believe me, the DM wants to see you guys succeed more than anybody. Because Absolutely. they're not telling a successful story, and nobody's having fun if everybody dies. Yeah. Well, and I would I would go oh, as far to say early. I would go as far to say that as a as playing a DM that has you play one on TV that has killed plenty of player characters. I think that's worse well, for you the got DM. A higher death rate than in either of us. I think I do because for some reason teenagers can't start at level one. But uh, 
Yeah, he, no. read, he read the book that the monsters know what they're doing. <laughs> that's, that's what he read. I, I didn't, but I thought that a group of five level one characters could take out three goblins, no problem, and it didn't work out. Which, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe we should talk about fudging rolls eventually, but um, which I, I haven't, but... Uh, you should. <laughs> I probably yeah, that's, should, that's should have in that. Fudging rolls keeps it well, going well one of the after after that you know i was like hey come to the table with two characters hey, they need to be ever, level three and guess a- what you're rolling for your own damage <laughs> so if it happens it happens it's not me but i don't want your individual imaginary characters death on my hands <laughs> oh, yeah yeah man just- <laughs> there's a lot of blood on these hands dude i've it, killed when it comes to deep i've killed Two player characters. What's up, Pontius Pilot? And honestly, like <laughs> I've killed two player characters in my time DMing. And honestly, like the one that happened to John with the grave cleric, like I mean, that was inevitable. There's no way oh, I, that, I could. That was throw epic. It. That was that that death of my character. Strategically, however you want to say it, had to happen. It had to happen. It was 100 not not set up, but it ended up setting okay, up. But I don't. For I that also want to make sure though that we're including the player character death that you allowed me to use a channel divinity okay, to do something that, that didn't. I was going to get there. Okay, so here's the thing. As a DM, you can take the will, like, you can take the vibe of the table. And as a player, like, John, I know you can take, I, I knew you could take your, your character's death. Yeah. Because of the circumstances. Yeah. You're a very logical person. That's and, what happened. And the, the situation <laughs> the situation at hand was very logical, like why it had to, ha- like why it happened. Oh, yeah, that's what you know what I mean. So you take the vibe of your table. The second one, <laughs> so you were including that one. Yeah. Okay. So the okay. second one was definitely a death that happened. Yeah. But honestly, dude, when I looked across the table and I saw this defeated, like, dude, there was, <laughs> there was no way that that this gentleman was gonna sit there for the next forty five minutes and be okay <laughs> while the rest wait, of you guys wait, played on, this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Whose death was this? The most recent one. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So there's no reason, there's no way that I could sit there and- Yeah, he was about to get dude, straight it, dropped. Yeah, it was, that was bad. So I Don't had to- Don't split I, the party. I had, to, I had to think of something that would allow, plus, ultimately in my defense, dude, I laid out this fucking epic encounter that I wanted you guys oh, to yeah. full strength for, so guess what? Uh, push comes to show. <laughs> hey, that's where them fudge and them dice rolls come. But at the same time, like, dude, like, you have to know that- death is imminent like this this happens well i just know i just was watching you know i gave you guys a a very good warning in my campaign yeah before the before the campaign started and then we ran and you chased us (laughs) (laughs) yeah you ran further into the cave Guess Not what, out man? of the cave. Look, we're trying to look for some fishermen. Can you find us? <laughs> yeah. So, no, yeah. but I heard something the other day, and I don't, it, it might have been actually yesterday, but it was something about, and I, I loved it, it's something to the effect of like, um, player character death needs to be like a 30% chance, but the player characters need to feel that it's a 70% chance. I'll agree with that. Yeah. 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 That, that's what makes it epic. That's what yeah. makes the adventure worth anything. But there has to be a risk reward factor like there has to be something there that tells the characters that hey look man you might not make it out of here (laughs) 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 like you might die 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And there are consequences for your actions. So you can't just go fucking willy nilly gung ho and wander off and 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 negate the warnings that are put in front. It's you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of those old old Looney Tune cartoons or or Disney movies where you're walking through the forest and there's like every sign that points like danger ahead. Don't proceed past this point. What was that Bruce Almighty or whatever where it was like just show me a sign? Yeah. <laughs> there's so many signs that say like yeah, yeah. don't pass this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as a player character, you should be aware that if those signs are starting to be posted, like as a, you should be aware of those. But as a DM, you need to make those player characters feel like this this could be your last choice. Yeah. You know. But that's also I don't know. A lot of this conversation as we continue to move through it like makes me feel like group size is on DM strictly. What DM can handle. But okay, I Welcome I under- back, John. Yeah, welcome back, John. Um, I, I would say that, that yes, it is on the DM, but I also would say that if you are a player character and you need a faster paced game and you show up and it's eight people at a table and you already know, like, this isn't going to work for me, then you need to let people know that because you might become a character that they count on in some way. And so, so that's where I'm thinking that, like, does, does, does party size matter? Well, it matters if it matters like if it matters to you then then yes it matters if it doesn't matter to you like okay it's super situational well it it is super situational but i think like all of us could agree like one is too small and 50 is too many i don't know if one's too small though i I, okay here's the thing i don't know if you can go too small because as a dm you can plan your campaign around one character well zero is too small zero is way too small zero at that point you're writing your own book so you're just an author now (laughs) okay but but we know okay so then we know that the number is somewhere between the optimal number is somewhere between one and i don't know if optimal is one it's probably like three to five okay but that's my Pl- point. Playable like, one to eight, I think. Playable. Nah, we know that twenty. Optimal. We know optimal that twenty. Three, is I think probably three to five. too many, right? Yeah. 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 Are you we, just are you just throwing numbers out there now? Well, angles? no, I am just throwing numbers out there because <laughs> yeah. that's that's what we're trying to accomplish, right? If you want to go playable, you could play one DM one player. You could do that. Yeah. yeah the, uh, I've, uh, the, the new essentials, essentials kit, kit literally has, has that design for it. And there's yeah. rules for sidekicks. Yeah. Yep. You need more things. Yeah. But at and, the same time, but, I, I agree that you could have an epic campaign with low-level CR monsters, if you believe in challenge rating, and one player. It's all about the DM. Oh, yeah. Group no, you could do, is about the that's, DM. That's what I'm saying. I, I love think how you we could talk do, about challenge rating as though it's like some weird deity that we can't necessarily pin it's down. It's really hard to do. <laughs> I don't... Okay, so, so challenge rating to me is a barometer of what kind of monsters that I should pit up against you guys or oh, against yeah. player characters of a certain level. To me, it's not the end all be all because at the, if I want to tell a story and I want to I want to put you up against a Hydra and you're a bunch of level two characters, I'm still going to put you up against a Hydra because that's epic. Yeah. But guess what? I'm going to scale that Hydra back enough to where that Hydra probably doesn't one shot you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not so like a frost gives, skeleton. You, gives you five. <laughs> five turns to realize we need to run yeah but i i i think monsters are monsters i tried i tried guys really really tried but that's and that's a different subject that we're going to get into later is like book is written and modules and homebrew and all that other stuff i I went way off the book in that one but but i i just i just think that player or group size is all about what the dm can handle because and in I, my mind everything the more that we talk about this the more it points to like what are you willing to juggle what can you juggle yeah and i'm i'm saying that i i agree 
wholeheartedly, but I also think that if you are a player that does not have the attention span to wait 15 minutes for your turn or is not engaged in the story, a little then player you, responsibility, then you need, yeah, you need to voice your opinion and say, Hey guys, I am, I'm, I'm not built for this. Losing it. And, uh, I don't expect you guys to change, but call me on the next one. But here's the, okay, here's the other thing. Okay, At that on, point, hold on. Hold on one second though. To that point though. Yes. I do think there needs to be some player responsibility into it where yes. Uh, if, if you can't 10, 15 minutes, if you can't hold your concentration for that long all right voice it out and let you know maybe step away at that point but i've been at tables where it takes 30 40 minutes to get back to your turn and that can be a problem and i think that leads more to ben's uh aspect of the dm needs to uh facilitate that but there are player responsibilities of uh, like i said before let the let the dm dm the game you know what i mean like sometimes those 30 40 minute turns are because the players are are negating or trying to uh, or overtake sometimes yes but not all the time and here's the other thing is is that player responsibility i mean i could sage advice all day long in andy's (laughs) in andy's situation where voicing your opinion i think at that point you're planning your next group you know what i mean so if you're sitting there and you're realizing i don't want to play with all all these people because they're not my play style but at the same time like i rose over here and jimmy over here they play kind of like i do and you know what this guy's a really good dm so maybe i talk to them those aren't real people right now but maybe I talk to them after the game and I'm like, hey, man, like, why don't we do a, a side campaign? Like, are you guys available on on so and so night and we can do like a, a four man group where yeah. where our our play style or our camaraderie is more beneficial that way? I mean, I'm no DM. You have obligations to Adventure League and, and we'll try to support you as much as we can or, or whatever this group is. But I think this group of people might be more more in tune to the story that we want to tell. The more the more that we get into these topics, the more I'm. And maybe I'm side questing again. What comes to mind is communicating your expectations. That's that's the biggest part that this game not just teaches but requires is if you don't if if other people don't know what you're expecting from your time. And frankly, you're spending four hours of your time. I don't know if it's weekly, bi-weekly, once a month, once every six months. Point being four hours of your time minimal it, probably yeah it's 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 a resource time is the only resource that humans have that they don't know how much they have left we, we don't and you're 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 choosing to use four hours of your time to play this game with your friends you need to communicate your expectations because if you're not you're not only shorting them but you're shorting yourself so why would you want to show up and be frustrated why would you want to show up and feel unfulfilled? You've got how many four hour game sessions in you? I, I saw a meme the other day that it was like there was that the the last time that you hung out with your your friends at the park, you know, in the summertime, you didn't know it was the last time you were going to do that. You know, as little kids, like elementary school is what I'm kind of thinking. You didn't know. I, I don't know if if I mean this this not to get morbid, but I don't know if I'm going to get in a car accident on the way home today. I, I don't think I will. But well, yeah, I don't I'm get to life, choose those life. things. So if I'm going to show up, I need to I need to communicate my expectations. And this goes to so many other things of, you know, marital relationships or partner relationships or kid relationships or anything as a parent or just friends. Friends. Period. What are you expecting? Now, yeah. I don't I'm not advocating for you to like sit down a your friend and then <laughs> be like, 
hey, okay, this is what or I expect even, from this relationship. Or even at your DMV group mid-session, be like, no, motherfuckers, this is what I expect from this session. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but there needs to be an but avenue believe, for that. Comp- hold on. But I believe this is why it's on a DM. Again, okay. is because as a DM in a real, campaign. Real, real quick, though. You got to pee again? No, we're... <laughs> I just it's like every at, 20 minutes, I swear to God. Eh, I don't know what it is. Uh, no, we're like the young ZZ Top. We all got these crazy long beards. <laughs> <laughs> and back to subject. <laughs> so you've got the Doctor, the doctor Strange yeah, uh, crane going on, which, man, I wish I had that. So much I wish I had that. My fiance loves it. Yeah, well, what's not to love? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's, that part's getting edited out for you. <laughs> So, why? But that's also that's also <laughs> why I think that um that this all falls on the DM because the DM should have said in the zero session this is what the campaign that I'm planning on running and this is what I expect from you as players and if you don't feel like you can fulfill that expectation let me know or just or or I'll find somebody else you know what I mean it doesn't in my mind it doesn't as a DM anymore it doesn't make sense to fill my table with placeholders as opposed to to competent players and i mean that with with all due respect because i mean you're not gonna if you have a if you have a new campaign and you're introducing new people to this game of course you have um lowered expectations but if you're setting out on your epic if this is your 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 dm your swan song as a dm or you have a tell to tell then you better be up front with your players you know what i mean you you have to tell them look it like this is dude i'm all in on this and I need commitment, and, and and I want you to be all in as players. And I chose you for a certain reason. You know what I mean? Because either I I, I feel like I'm I'm in that right now with with the campaign I just started. I mean, we just ran one session, but I in the summary I gave you guys and all the talking for the month up to it, I tried to convey that sense of like, hey, this is kind of what I'm expecting. This is kind of where I'm leading. What we're going to be facing, and what 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 I'm gonna uh, be presenting you guys and I, I i think the the four players that that came together uh understood that um and and accepted that and then when i showed you in first the first session you guys were like oh shit okay yeah no it's real i see I-, <clears throat> I don't know if that's where you were going but I, I that's where i was kind of feeling it yeah i mean that's that's true i mean zero sessions are a powerful tool yeah zero sessions and expectations communication those are powerful tools and just like in any other relationship i feel like there's an overarching theme in all of these episodes that we've done so far Mm -hmm. is that you know what this is a very powerful game this This is is why everybody should play dnd yeah it is but this is a very powerful tool for life you know what I mean? It's like not only do you get to play a game and enjoy the presence of other people, but you get to learn some very powerful um, skills by using them. By using and then like tools as well, like you know, like communication and I think charisma is the number one. Like people don't understand or are scared to use. I, I would, but s- in game when you pick that charismatic character, do you think there's a there's a there's a um there's a coincidence that that a lot of the character classes are based on charisma when charisma is probably the lowest quality that in in real life that we use no i don't think it's a coincidence i i i think that leads to power i i i I think just logically speaking side quest i i would i get what you're saying uh but it does it it down our charisma charismatic yes super charismatic but would he be a bard hell no no but he might be a warlock might be a warlock 
which he, is a care yeah charisma based exact, class but yeah like, and, he's not and he's what not else like is a charisma happy go lucky like i'm gonna sing song but i'm gonna I, do all that who no is he's this, this is a colon okay in the in the stormlight archive stormlight archive just ref this is just reference based yeah but like you put that character he's super charismatic but if you just if i took one Definitely be a chapter out of any of the books and told his perspective chapter to somebody they'd be like oh my god he's he's like a stone wall like he's got I, no I, he's got no personality i'm like <laughs> i think this is Wait. i think i think though and this this is where i'm saying side quest is i think this is the misunderstanding of what charisma is it, it's charisma, very misunderstood charisma very. Is, is more force of presence and character doesn't have to be than happy than it, it is it, yeah anything other you don't have to be uh extrovert to have charisma no you don't but i i I think you can be scary with very very few words well and that would be very charismatic and that would be why intimidation is part of the charisma class right yeah yeah and so so i i going going back to the main topic right yeah we did side quests no that's fine and and i i think we need to we need to explore these things because these tangents sometimes Ooh, these tangents uh get us back to bigger topics as well and what what i'm okay if you're if you're a dm and you are not very charismatic yeah it is going to be more difficult i'm i'm just making it a a guess here it is going to be more difficult for you to run a larger group yeah yeah definitely yeah because you gotta control you gotta control the table you gotta demand yeah well yeah the table yeah, and and but but I also would say that there's there's a certain point where you have to so there's there's a control aspect, but you also have to be able to get out of your way because you are as a DM. I still think this is the best way to describe a DM is you are facilitating other people telling your story that they don't know. Yeah, yeah, that that's basically it. But here's to build on that is like not only are you facilitating other people's other people telling your story but i i would disagree with the your story part i would say it's our story it's not and it's, it's not uh, as a dm okay so when when you come to the table as a dm or when you prepare for your game you have plot points or you should have in my opinion this is how you prepare for a game you have plot points you have objectives and then you have a possible end game at no point whatsoever should you ever as a dm be tied to any of these things oh how yeah they play out in your own head okay? oh, yeah. so you can okay yeah. so so you can you can fiddle faddle with anything the way you want and you can redirect things any way you want because nobody knows how how that plays out in your mind or how it was playing out in your mind before so you can move things around totally fine but here's the thing is if you lay out this railroad for your players to follow which is fine if they're new players but as soon as they start to develop your new players like you're in a campaign and they start to develop like their own player sense Mm -hmm. or their own like hey look man i really like this game and i'm starting to go with it yeah by all means go with them yeah because they're gonna tell the better story than you would tell by yourself oh uh, every time so every time so don't don't be afraid of players. Don't be afraid of them because they're going to help you tell your story better than you would have ever thought to tell it. Yeah. I guarantee you that because I've learned it was the hardest thing in, in that I had to come to grips with like when I started to DM because, dude, I would fucking prepare for everything. I'm talking about like like every every little scenario that I thought that my players would come up with, I would write out an explanation for. Not only would he write out an explanation for it, he would have custom built a bit of 
terrain and or mini for that it was it was nuts and it was daunting you know what i mean but i loved it at that point but then i came to realize like man like at a blink of an eye everything that you've planned for or everything that you schemed for is gone yeah and then you have nothing and i think it's important to to recognize like at that point in time and if, if you are a dm that likes to do that you need to recognize that you are doing that because you like to do that and if you're if your player group decides to completely circumnavigate something that you had worked really hard on it's no harm no foul because you still had fun doing that but here, you know you know what this, this leads to though and, and i think this could be a discussion for later is uh modules versus homebrews for new dms because uh, as a new dm taking uh the icewind dale module which is actually really sandboxy there's no the first few chapters there's no super direction it's just like here's the things your players are going to pick from there and you let your players guide the story for the first few chapters in the book after after a time it starts falling apart but as a new dm picking finding a maybe a module that's like that i think uh the essentials kit is very much like that uh icewind dale's like that starter kit for sure the starter kit um i i, I read uh the 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 descent into avernus or avernus or whatever it's called yeah i don't know how to say it it's it's actually the first few chapters the first few levels of character building are rather sandboxed and that that helps I think that would help newer DMs, especially in large groups, if they if they are, because you're going to have a large group have many different aspects and avenues that they're going to want to go in, kind of guide your path. And and as as later uh, levels come across, you can find focus that into a, a specific the main goal. Yeah, and like, that's, that's this is the end objective after your, all and, your culmination. Yeah, and that's pretty. And stuff like that. This is what it is. That's pretty easy because once you suck them in with those first like four levels, and you suck them into a story. Regardless of the the mini side quests they go on, wherever they decide to go in their first few levels, by four, five, six. They're okay. They're almost they're, seeking a direction as well. They're yeah, yeah. yeah they they want like, a path. We're, we're, they want we're becoming a path to go heroes. On. What are we saving? Or yeah. we're becoming yeah. villains. What are we taking down? Well, and that's I, why those first. I think those first four levels, especially for a new DM, don't worry about them. Well, it, it don't don't I, worry about it. And this might be way off topic of you I, know I would party size, but I, I think it can lend aspect to. I don't think it's that far off topic and, actually, because I think one of the the things that we're doing, I think one of the things that the modules do as well is give people permission. And it, it maybe it's the musician in me, but you know, musicians in the past, I don't. I mean, it doesn't really matter who you're talking about, whether it's. Uh, nirvana metallica the beatles i would say if you're a musician or acquainted to music you'd know why i'd pick those those three they gave future generations of musicians permission to do certain things and showed them hey this does sound good and it's it's fun right so from a you said nirvana the beatles metallica doing something in such a way that it tells people that it's okay to do it this way Uh, which is what metallica i think did with metal music is they said you know what this is here to stay it may not be mainstream but it's it's we're here right um we showed that this is a viable form of entertainment okay modules help do that i think um the the beauty of these 
these compilations of like one-offs the the um candle keep mysteries the the ghosts of salt marsh the, tales of the yelling portal yeah tales of the tales yelling, of the yelling portal i'm sorry yeah tales yelling, of the yelling portal yeah. i mean these are all these like one shots that kind of show you how to do it and honestly i think there's a way to take each one of those books and use every single one of those as a cohesive campaign as a cohesive campaign it's and, easy oh uh, you you could honestly the way they wrote uh icewind dale you could literally do the exact same yeah, thing. yeah all those side any of that but but yeah but i think if you the, this this plays into our our topic um is you know does size matter i i think there's so many factors it's how many how, how confident are you as a, a dm, DM. um what as a player, what are you expecting from this? Yeah. Um, are you homebrewing or are you using a module? Because I, I've seen it happen a lot where somebody homebrews and it, it happens with teenagers a lot. They homebrew this campaign and overwhelmed. Well, either overwhelmed instantly or somebody asks them some question of like, well, what's the shopkeeper's name or who's this? I don't know. You guys just said you overwhelmed. wanted to go into a shop, you know, and 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 all of a sudden it's like well this isn't the story that i wanted to tell you guys have taken it to a completely different level okay then size matters and who you're playing with matters so i think so this is a topic that we don't have an answer for well i think we do have an answer for it but i think the answer is whatever the dm can handle honestly yeah i i and i I think i think that honestly the answer on an open-ended question like this and and honestly i think this was where we should leave it is is size matters as long as your expectations both as a player and a dm are well communicated yeah size matters when you if you want a more loosey-goosey kind of free for all campaign could probably keep it low if you want maybe a a bit more uh you know strategic on point campaign you might be able to add a couple more players to it so, if if the players and the dm are capable and willing to accept those parameters and, and, and it all boils down to communication is what i'm getting at it's yeah like, communication is key just like in life communication mm-hmm. is key in this game and depending on how verbal you are of your expectations and how verbal you the dm is of their expectations is whether or not they can deduce how big is too big and i would also i 100 percent agree i just want to add one caveat of um something to recognize as a dm and or a player is your expectations might be unrealistic yeah and th- that's total very, truth very and, much and, and so. it's all oh, just yeah. like in life with real life relationships compromises is key you yeah know what i mean sometimes even mid uh campaign or session you have to compromise your end goal as a dm and and string it the way that the players want to go or as a player man you can't sit on your morals and values as that player and and fight the will of the party either like yeah you ha- there has to be compromise just like in like mm-hmm. i said in, in life relationships you have to compromise yeah D you have to compromise yep. something oh yeah and on that Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Of Dice and Brews. And remember, life's an adventure. Roll with it.